0: episode of Slam the Gabble is sponsored by CPS Protect Consulting Services. A child protective services case is one of the most frightening experiences for any parent. Don't face it alone. Face it with confidence with Urgent Assist by CPS Protect. You can have access to former CPS investigators to make sure you preserve your rights and protect your family. If you're facing CPS involvement and aren't sure where to turn, their child welfare consultants can help you. Visit cpsprotect.com forward slash subscribe and enter the coupon code Slam the gavel for 10% off your first year of urgent assist. And this is available in all 50 states. I have another announcement. Bradley's mother, Narcos Golan, passed away five months ago. Bradley is autistic and needs structured routine therapies he receives for his autism six days a week. However, Italy just entrusted Bradley to the Italian social services. If he is ruled to go back, he will face the next three to four years in the Italian foster care system, where he can not speak or understand the language. He will then be taken away from the only family he has ever known. Please call Governor Hochul at 518-474-8390. That's Governor Hochul at 518 474 Seven four eight three nine zero, as well as, as the senator, to please keep Bradley here safe in these United States. Hashtag keep Bradley safe. I have two guests on. I'm very very happy to have Tracy Arms on, an advocate, and I also have Alicia Clark back on. She was last on the podcast season four, episode sixty five and one oh two, and we're going to talk about hashtag every per- parent's battle every day and what is the norm of family court and why did all of this happen to have to Catherine Youssef Kasanoff why did this have to happen to her I welcome you both to the show thank you thank you for having me again I'm glad to have you Absolutely. both on you've got a lot of input as far yes as- let's get right into it definitely <laughs> There's been a lot written on Catherine that she also has written herself. She very well documented her journey through this horrific family court experience and being so uh, legally abused, legally tormented to no end. And that's not just by her
1: ex-husband that's the ex-husband's firm, and the judges, and the attorney for the children, and the system, and the forensic evaluations, and money. So it's it's all that as
2: well mm-hmm. from New York State. Yeah, it's a she wasn't abused. Uh, you know, it was the continue abuse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I think. It's shedding light on what all of us have to go through of the continuation of abuse. Now it's legally, but you see it well-documented of how how many judges and, and the flat-out lies that these judges of uh, awarding yeah. him residential custody mm-hmm. or this uh, judge, whatever her name was, um, he got in trouble Ooh. for, um, this female judge was saying on um, COBA. Nancy Quinn Coba. She was like the mother's conduct, deliberately uh, her placement and her interests. Uh, Catherine's interests were her interests alone and solely not her children's, which is despicable. You act, this Coba judge, a magistrate, acted like she lived in the household.
1: Yeah, or ex parte commun- communications or these orders that she be removed. From her house without even a defense um, you know judges in New York State can do that they could just write an order and remove you from your own house with your name on it like in this case with Catherine and in my case as well they can just remove you from the home um, through these you know orders without even defense and put you out on the streets because you know in this case your ex has a lot of money and and is connected through law firms. So that law firm is going to rush into getting these, you know, orders to get her kicked out of of the home, you know, and um, restraining orders or that are supposed to be for uh, very extraneous circumstances, you know, not to kick somebody out of their home through a divorce. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And it's almost, uh, and it's sad that it's a manipulation at point blank, and it's allowed, especially legally, and it's done favor for favor or favor because this person is a lawyer, so you know what, or a judge, so based on no evidence, and that's the sad thing: the evidence isn't viewed. Her evidence was never seen, or her her many of her motions were just completely thrown out.
1: And that's what's something I've experienced in the New York court system as well. Um, I consider myself a pretty good writer, and I have a year of law school behind me. And um, my my motions and my orders, or I'm sorry, my motions for the past five years were very well researched, a lot of case law, and you know, if you Google me, you can you can find it everywhere. And um, I felt often that the judges, and, and I even have a couple admissions of guilt from judges, especially from Rivera, that they didn't even read in and, and, and Judge Kathleen Shalakis, They didn't even read, you know, some of this stuff. They're just going in there, shooting by the hip, and you give one judge a dirty look, you know, you get, you get supervised visitation. That's exactly what happened to me. I gave the judge a quote-unquote dirty look um, and then I had supervised visitations, you know, on something where I was coming, you know, uh, on a hearing that I was coming in for something, you know, completely different without trial, without representation. Um, these judges just chew from the hip. And if they don't like you that day, then you're you're considered, you
2: know, the loser. Yeah. And in my experience, and- Alicia, I think it's, you know, um, might so, with uh, many judges, they go in yeah. there. They've they've already had their mind made up. They've already been yeah. manipulated by my ex husband. That's a lawyer that's gone into their chambers before, had privy to access to them. I didn't get that, so I can show pictures of eight by ten of my battered body and my child's battered body, and I can say this guy is uh, someone of the law. He knows the law. He's abused it. And he's asking for a residential custody. Your Honor, this is just in spite. There is no if, ands, buts. And meanwhile, they're like, okay, awarded temporary custody because you moved 17 miles out of your radius. But Your Honor, I'm showing you 75,000 arrears. This is from the New York State Department. They don't care. They don't want to. They've already made up their mind. They've already been swayed. And that's the problem. That's the problem that Catherine, other people that have... Uh, unfortunately, someone, uh, an ex-spouse that's abused their status. It, it's makes- a
1: lot of different layers to that, too. You know, there's there's a lot of different factors. It's also a lot of pro se discrimination um, in the courts perpetrated by the Bar Association. So that lawyer is going to, you know, represented by who, you know, the defendant or the plaintiff, your oppositional lawyer, that lawyer and if you're pro se represented, that lawyer's going to show up in the courtroom again. You're not. This judge is probably not going to see you, but that they're going to see this high paid attorney in this high paying law firm, you know, uh, quite a bit, you know, so they have this, you know, unspoken relationship, you know, the Bar Association supports judges and, and they come from the Bar Association, right? Mm-hmm. The Judge McGinty came from the attorney for the child program in, in my case. So they're all in protecting each other and, you know, screw these parents and these rights. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, right. We, we have our own bus to
0: cover with the bar association
1: and for the attorney for the child program. So there's a lot of different, I think, factors there.
0: And there's a lot, at least also in my case, where my ex called out that I was mentally ill because, you know, we all are. And that (laughs) I was alienating the kids. And I had never even heard that term before. Um, But here in Catherine's case, she documented back on October 29th of 2022, she said, I will hold the father legally accountable for alienating the girls from me, which is emotionally abusive. And it's child psychological abuse. And these child abusers in black robes need to be held accountable along with the guardian ad litems along with these uh, court appointed psychologists that are perpetuating the parental alienation. And I'm sorry, uh, if you, you can call it junk science, I guess until you live it until you have to go through it yourself, then you'll, you'll get it. You can call it your big toe if you want, but it does exist. You know, alienation does ex- the term exists. So what she went through also was that the judge Gave her the final order that she couldn't even see her kids. And apparently, the dog was dying and she had wanted to see the dog, and they denied her that as well. And they have no accountability. These judges have no accountability. Not in New York. (laughs) Right. I don't know about
1: this, but not in New York, where this case is just a couple of counties away from Mm mine. It's kind of the same. You know, higher powers that be, and um, you know, it's a, there's no account, judicial accountability in New York,
2: as far as I can see. Show me, show me where there is. I agree, and this is the problem, Alicia. This is why we have to band together. There has to be cameras in courts. There has to be some accountability. Absolutely. If you were so afraid to, for, to first thing you go into court, this court, this conversation, this hearing will not be uh, recorded. Why? Why? Because are you afraid of of you, of uh, somebody knowing the truth of a false ruling, perhaps, or something not you not being justful, Your Honor? Why? So we need accountability and transparency. It's all across the board,
1: all across the board. There's, New York State's one of the few um, states in the country that doesn't allow cameras, you know, in in the country. Uh, New York State is one of the few states that doesn't allow uh, bonds for judges. It, so it's 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 from top to bottom the corruption in New York State and the transparency, it, you know, runs really really deep. There's almost no accountability in New York State for state court actors,
2: including cameras
1: in court, courtroom.
2: Exactly. And I and I think that if we had it, I think, it, don't you ladies agree, it'd be a completely different game. It would be fair game. If we had cameras in courts, that we had bonds, they'd have actually fearful. It would I, be a start.
1: So right.
0: it would I, be a start. I think tamper proof cameras, because I had interviewed someone where they said, well, they videoed the first hearing that was there. But then when my hearing came up, uh, they turned off all the video and
2: camera.
0: Wait, wait. So and it's good. totally tamper-proof. Absolutely. But, so, but yeah. again,
1: you know, court reporters get paid a lot of money in New York State. You know, judges Judge McGinty gets paid, I think, over 300000 The same with the attorney for the child, over 300000 Forensic evaluators, $10,000, five dollars to $10,000 a pop. So, you know, you know, follow the money. Like, even court reporters get paid a lot of money. Like everybody wants to be paid. Right. Mm -hmm. And the retirements, you know, on these judges uh, is astronomical. The amount of, you know, retirement that these judges get in judge McGinty's case, he's 64, almost retiring age. He gets in trouble for ordering, you know, penniless mothers to jail. He doesn't care. He, he'll just, he gets in that much trouble. He'll just retire. Um, And and he collects a big fat check. He doesn't care. That's what. Same with you know the attorney for the child and these forensic evaluators. They ever get in trouble? Like you can't sue anybody in New York State. The federal courts don't care. So you know they're gonna do whatever they want. And nobody and there's no eyes like cameras in the courtroom to even you know hold any type of accountability anywhere
2: on any level. Even if you have a court reporter, something selectively not going to be uh, trans. Uh, you can't unaudible. Uh, you can't. How many times have I have any of us encountered that? The most pertinent part of your case, or or uh, anything, and it's unaudible. So uh, things like that. So you definitely need cameras in courts. Absolutely, that are tamper proof. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's a systematic
1: problem, and you know it happened to Catherine. And the stress, you know, this legal abuse stress that I'm sure she was endured and countless of their parents, the stress of, you know, all of this and be like, here's, you know, we're not, these, these mothers who walk into the courtroom, you know, like me and like Catherine, we're not, you know, you know, most of us are not like Catherine and our lawyers, you know, and even look at how they treat, you know, lawyers, judges and courts in New York State pick winners and losers. And they, and they, they, God forbid, oh, maybe I made a mistake by giving, you know, um, maybe I, maybe that was the wrong ruling, you know, that I gave the, these kids to this abusive parent, like, oh no, like, we, we, we can't do that. So a lot of these parents are walking into Uh, the, these New York state courtrooms and, you know, are like, what the hell is going on here? Like, I got to do what and file what and where and who, and, you know, and there's no resources, very much a lack of resources for any type of help, um, to
2: navigate this complex, at the very least judicial system. It's true. I was telling Marianne, Alicia, there is a father's group, and I will get the name. Uh, I have a close uh, friend, same thing, a doctor in California, uh, married to a lawyer for a year. She was a a lawyer, and she claimed uh, sexual abuse on uh, just an infant, just really warped. Bottom line is he had all this assistance. He had all the empowerment from a father's group that are ex-judges that are presiding judges. So on their time off, they would empower other fathers and say, listen, this is what you should do. These are the motions that you need to file. This is the thing. And that's in California. Um, I think there's a group in Connecticut, a father's group. You see no, and this is the thing, these are retired judges and judges that, that are still presiding, that are doing on their time off, that are assisting other fathers. We don't have anything for mothers. Uh, especially here in New York we can't depend on one mother's battle please give me a break and they're everywhere they're throughout the the country so um I think if we had a solid, a group that we can empower each other and there has to be at least a couple female or or male judges that would say listen this is the way to do it the the this is the the ins and outs but this is a, a strong father's group and this guy was on Oprah Winfrey's show. That's how uh, powerful th- these uh, father groups are.
1: Well, I haven't really experienced the same thing more. The the judge who, in my case, uh, was religious discriminatory against me, uh, her name is Judge Catherine Sherlockus. Like She was known to be, she was a woman judge, no children, of course, mm-hmm. and she was known to be in a very... Um, you know she definitely needed like a psych eval she was known within the lawyers group of that so you know i i feel like it's just it's a bigger problem than than groups in, in new york state you know because even then there's very little groups of support in, in, in new york there's a couple facebook groups but it's definitely mostly just parents who've gone through the same thing like i've reached out to the aclu uh, as well, and um, you know nothing. You know every ever everybody's been you know crickets. Uh, so I I will create my you know my own group with other parents. Um, you know across the board that you know maybe we can support each other in, in a grassroots in a grassroots way because organizations are either too busy or you know or don't have the time or the funding or the resources and. You know, again in New York State there's there's no zero almost no resources for parents to, to navigate mm-hmm. through all of this like uh well here's our ruling. we're the judge sit mm-hmm. down, shut up we need our paycheck. I have 15 minutes to hear your case. Thank you next it is is I believe also um playing devil's advocate that there's there's so many you know, um, court cases that, that are hurt. I think, you know, I, I, read a statistic just yesterday that, you know, lawyers, even though I, they're systematically the problem, there's just like a huge, um, there's a lack of, you know, transparency and there was a lack of help. And, you know, I think these judges in these court systems are overwhelmed by the amount of cases too. You know, a judge sees how many cases and, you know, uh, one day, fifteen minutes. Pop, I got. I gotta go. I gotta go. Next case. Next case. You know, here's your ruling. I'm not gonna read anything because they probably have like two hundred cases that day that they have to, you know, get through. You know, and you got you got musical chairs going around in these judges' chambers too. So, like, it's just it's the whole system is just needs needs to be reformed, top to bottom. And there's got to be more resources to help parents try to like
2: navigate through all of this. I agree. Uh, but I think there is, um, there is, um, I've seen, I'm sure as, as you all have, there is a re there's something going on. That's not, everybody has a sickens uh, like just, you know, if you were a judge, you would kind of know who the instigator is mm-hmm. and who the the good parent is. That's just our human nature. You're gonna know who the good guy and bad guy are. To say, to go into court and say like they're overwhelmed or they're really just, I don't know, uneducated. They're not educated in in the legal abuse, please. You, they're not a judge because they didn't go to law school. They know right from wrong and who the, who the problem person is and not. So there's a reason which I can't grasp of why they are siding with a bad parent or someone that's a pedophile or a sexual abuser or a physical abuser. There is, a, there is some sick war reason right now that's going on that they were allowing children in the custody of a bad parent. What it is, I have no idea. I can't figure it out. I've discussed it with many other people. But there is a reason. You tell me why a child is going to go to a pedophile parent or a physical abuser, or whatever else.
1: Well, I think it's it's a lot of different things. I don't think it's just like one clear answer there. I think it's lack of transparency. It's a lack of accountability. If they can do whatever they want, then what do they care? You know, like reviewing the case or any documents that there's, they'll never get in trouble for anything that they do ever, so. You know, I think that's a that's a problem. I think it's pro se discrimination is part of the problem. I think a lot of these judges um, are overwhelmed. That's that's a small part of the problem. I think, you know, I really, truly think that judges like Shalakis and uh, McGinty speaking personally, they need psych evaluations, you know, and it's it's Great. the money. too. it's the protection mm-hmm. of all this money for the attorney for the child and program and all that money and billions of dollars, it's billions of dollars going through the New York court system every year. And I think that's like, you know, if you wanna find a root of the problem, it's probably the billions of dollars that go through this system and all these people that are getting paid, um, you know, they're protecting, you know, themselves and their, and their big fat retirement checks is probably,
2: you know, my answer to that question. And they're not going to bite the hand that feeds them, of course, you know, absolutely Mm not. Mm So you can hire a seven hundred dollar an hour attorney. It's so you're going to have the same results Mm -hmm. because they're going to have to face that judge again because they hurt his feelings or they ruled it for justice. So absolutely.
1: And these parents will drain bank accounts and sell houses and all of this stuff to try and have some sort of, you know, fair justice um but it's really about you know working the system and then you know 10,000 retainers and more retainers and more retainers everybody's and then you're in it's like oh there there is no actual justice or fairness you know in, in this court system or anything close to it yeah. most of the time so you know don't get caught up in the system you know don't get caught in this rat race you know because you, you you know if you're a decent parent you you know, we are going to get, mm-hmm. and, I, and I've seen this so many times across the board, not, you know, the most unfair system in New York. You know, you can be, you can be ordered to jail without a judge even being voted in that county with no judge, no, you know, or I'm sorry, no jury, not a judge that's even voted in the county, no um, representation and no jury and you could be ordered to jail mm-hmm. because the no, judge it. has a bad day that day, or you wore a, you wore a pink sweater or or you know whatever political affiliation you know or you're, you're pro se representative. like it's, it's it's such a so many layers to it
0: mm-hmm. or yeah. collusion where you know uh my judge worked in the DA's department for three to four years with the opposing attorney. And and if you say, Hey, this is a conflict of interest. We need a, a new judge. Can you recuse yourself? And then he screams at you that he's not going to recuse himself because he knows this case better than anybody else. When this is only like day two of the, the whole case, yeah. he know, it so well. Yeah. it, it
2: and that's the thing: giving them the option to recuse themselves. There should be someone that oversees and says, "Yeah, no, there's a there's obviously a conflict of interest, so you're and, off."
1: And that's a really good point that you're bringing up here right now. Um, recusals, like the the judge in New York State, is the only person that can decide if he's in a conflict of interest. That's it. <laughs> the, I mean, that alone is like a huge problem. like no one else can decide, only the judge can they decide judge. I mean, lawyers like and they're gonna retaliate against you if you expose anything of their little you know shell game of you know whatever transparency or corruption like they're gonna go after you, you know um so it that's that's a really good point that you brought up like only in New York State can judges themselves. Yeah, that's it. Lawyers too, an attorney for the child. There's nobody, no oversight, none with all of that, none.
2: I don't know. It's beyond broken.
1: And and even in my, you know, with Judge McKinty in my case, I had filed numerous um, recusal motions, and he decided uh, he wasn't going to recuse himself, and he put it with prejudice, meaning I can't file it again. I do anyway. Um, you know, yeah, right. like, <laughs> like I'm here on this podcast talking crap about you and you're still the judge and you're not gonna retaliate against me. Sure, yeah, okay. Yeah. I yeah, you know. don't believe that.
0: Oh <laughs> it's yeah. funny, I No, go ahead. He should just take his toys and go to another sandbox. Right? Yeah, Isn't yeah. it sad? <laughs> Even me. Whether I live
2: in Manhattan or three counties away, I know McGinty. I know his horrible reputation. Everybody does. That's despicable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there there has to be some accountability when we, these judges have an atrocious record and, and a horrible reputation and all these judicial complaints and filings against them. And it's, go, it's just... Like past, like no, you know what? We're denying uh, that this this judge is uh, ruling or whatever, or we have an uh, ethical issue with this judge. It's disgusting, and it's just and you, and you see it all the time
1: in the in the press too, with the Val- Valva case and now this Catherine case. You know, it's just like there's no accountability and all this horridness. And you know, shame on the oversight, the CG. CJC and you know office of Court administrations like all these complaints i know mcginty judge mcginty has dozens of complaints i rumors have been you know hundred but there's no you know publishment of these complaints they're every everything is just well we're you know we're just gonna keep this quiet and just move this judge to a different county and you know hopefully none of these complaints you know get out even though the new york post writes about it and you know the
0: they're sued federally. So it's, it's it's just, it's a mess. There has to be some unity as we it, we were discussing. Um, I even I was helping a dad and he told me, he said he even called fathersrights.org and crickets. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, you know, there's got to be, a, you know, a place a parent can turn to. Or they're not going to get raked over the coals. They've already been raked over the coals. Yeah. Uh.
2: The question is who and what. You go to Supreme Court, you're going to get the same results. from Supreme Court. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it it has to start with the grassroots. You know, Um, cameras in the courtroom, judicial reform, laws being passed, media. You know, it's it's got to be from the top to the bottom to make any type of change here in New York state. And you're fighting, you know, the David and Goliath fight. Um, you're fighting against billions of dollars. And like, I think there's a little bit of burnout because it's only the parents that, um, you know, make these, try and make these grassroots changes. And, you know, like they get stressed out so much that, you know, they, you know, give cancer possibly, you know, mm-hmm. from it. So like it's, it's such a stressful situation. I think um, there's been one statistic like the suicide rates just like skyrocket, you know, mm-hmm. you know, because you're getting, you know, children, you know, loving parents getting children ripped away from them because, you know, one judge with no accountability, not even voted in the county says so. And if you don't like it, he's going to send you to jail. You know, and that's mm-hmm. just the reality of the situation. That's very hard, I think, on, on, you know, individuals, because there's no, there's no organization to help you, you know, it's mm-hmm. going to fall on, fall onto to the parents. And it's, it's so, it's so hard on I mean, them. It's hard on me. I'm sure it's hard on everybody, you know, on this podcast and it's hard on Catherine. Mm-hmm. And, um yeah. you know, I really sympathize with that. It is How a pain. Yeah.
2: It was so I moved 17 miles. I wasn't getting child support to give you an example of having your kids taken away. Always a great mother. Eight years I've supported my children, worked nonstop. I moved, uh, we were, I was paying $2,600 in a two bedroom apartment in New York, in Queens, um, and the, doing the best I could. And it's a typical New York you got, you have cockroaches, mice from your neighbors. It's New York. Mm-hmm. Uh so I moved 17 miles. I, I couldn't afford anything in Queens. So I had to move further, further out. Just it only made sense for my two boys. I have two I had a uh, two boys. I have a 12-year-old and a 15-year-old boy. So um I moved 17. The only thing I could afford was 17, a little further out. I didn't know I had a mileage cap, first of all, my divorce when I, I just innocently. it's the only thing I could afford. Long story short, he, my ex-abuser, was like, you know what? him being a lawyer read through the, the divorce all through it again found a little niche was like oh she moved out of her mileage cap i had to go to magistrate in orange county and do you know that uh she didn't want to hear the reason why i moved away she's like you moved out of your radius I'm like your honor he's seventy-five thousand arrears and this is the only thing i could afford these are the living conditions we're in i'm doing the best i can yeah. on my salary alone I had to literally sign my children away. I had such a blackout that I don't remember signing my children and giving him temporary residential custody. I almost had a nervous breakdown uh, to that yeah. uh, that point. And then I had to hire an attorney, mm-hmm. of course, which did absolutely nothing. And two weeks later, when I'm telling this magistrate and showing her that he had a history of violence and this is I wasn't getting child support and showing her big eight by ten arrears. She, two weeks later, my child was thrown across the room like his mother from his father. And there's audio of this. And I document everything and let my viewers know that this is the way family court works. It's not, you think you're naive and going into court and like, like this is my first time, my divorce is gonna be so amicable and we're gonna split 50-50 custody with the children. It doesn't work that way, people. It is justice for some, son. And you are guilty until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. So you can you can have a false allegation, a CPS thrown on you that you you starve your children or beat your children, whatever and they are going to believe CPS and the false allegations before they believe you and view your evidence. So this is the what we are living and going through uh, unjustly and, and not uncompletely unnecessarily. And if you had an actual judicial system that sat, and and wait and had jurors and said like listen this then we'd have accountability we wouldn't have people taking their lives or having heart attack and heart health issues and everything else yeah. and nervous breakdowns and children killing themselves because they're forced to go i have audio and video of my children seeing the cries of that they want didn't want to go to their father and their abuser mm-hmm. how yeah. how would you like to go yeah i mean this is what's going on this is the reality of our world nowadays of this is the America, the justice, so-called justice system that we are all having to uh, live in. Yes. Oh, go ahead. I was just
1: going to say, you know, and shame on, you know, again, from the top round, shame on these federal courts that when you sue these judges, like, oh, um, frivolous, we're just going to dismiss this, you know, you know, shame on the federal government for not protecting uh, you know these citizens you know of yeah. New York shame on the you know CJC shame on the office of unified court system they all turn a blind eye to it so they can Absolutely. get away with it the judge can you know get a get a get away with it in so many cases and it's so stressful you know on parents of the suicide I don't have the exact statistics in front of me but the suicide rates for these abused parents all across the border just you know, double, triple, um, you know, on the pain that these, you know, judicial systems, uh New York courts are placing on, you know, mothers like Catherine. Mm-hmm. And it, it's only other parents that are actually being being abused, actually saying or
0: doing anything about it, period. Well, when I filed my federal court case, <clears throat> the opposing attorney took me into a boardroom and said, I'm going to tell you how this case is going to go. I'm going to get this case dismissed. And that's pretty much how it's going to go. So I Uh, filled out, I I got out of there and um, I filled out an affidavit, which I submitted exactly his word for word because I I couldn't tape it. My phone was in the car charging figures, right? (laughs) And so um, (laughs) I have a dark sense of humor. I totally apologize. But, um, you know, the judge, you know, uh, didn't do anything really about that. I couldn't. just dis- i He denied my motion to disqualify that attorney. Didn't do anything about that. He yep. admitted to not reading my exhibits and they were not frivolous exhibits. These were transcripts. Yep. It was all sorts of other motions, things like that. And he admits to not reading those and ruling them irrelevant. So I filed a motion to have him Motion to read exhibits. So then, yeah. two days later in the mail, <laughs> I get that uh, he read the exhibits and he rolled them irrelevant. <laughs> so what? You read all those exhibits within a day and a half? Well, you know, a day? No, you didn't. You're just a magistrate. That's all you are. I. You're not even a judge,
1: even though if, they are can kind you of explain a judge.
0: Explain what a magistrate is to our uh, <laughs> listeners. <Yeah. laughs> Uh, you know, they're what, they're, they're real. Uh, they're a lesser judge, aren't they? Like a step down, kind of like a used class? below a judge. Yeah, yeah below a judge. Okay, so like instead of buying a Mercedes, you get stuck with an, a used Chevy. That's what you're getting when you get a magistrate.
2: Exactly. Or you're a lawyer and you couldn't get into a uh, do well as a lawyer. So this is your 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 moonlighting job. Yeah, because you couldn't be a true lawyer.
0: Right. With integrity, and, and,
1: and I, and I believe that you know in New York State that there's you know, twenty judges to hear five thousand cases. You know they, I don't think they take the time. You know they pick winners and losers, and and that's that. And they they don't look at your exhibits as so many times. You know or or the evidence, and you know just like thank you next, thank you next. I have fifteen minutes. Thank you next. Thank you next. Thank you next. Thank you, next. They, they don't ever listen to, you know, any of these exhibits or, mm-hmm. or anything that, you know, significant that you put in front of them. Like, and they don't have to, they up, they're they more interested in getting their retirement at, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year in, in retirement. And they are actually like doing their job and reading exhibits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't, they don't, they don't, they're too, they don't care. They're too busy.
0: Mm-hmm yeah, and you you try to stay out of the court system. and um, in my case, we had divorced amicably, and we were kind of cool until I remarried. And then, um all hell broke loose because he had married someone who worked in the courthouse, and so she knew how to judge shop and get the uh, you know, right attorney. And so it's like, you, you know, even though you think you're divorcing amicably, I don't know. Should you get it in writing, saying that okay, under no circumstances does a third party interfere in our co-parent relationship because we're, we're still friends, we're co-parenting well, stay out of it. I don't know. Maybe some um, mothers or fathers don't have the the I hate to say uh, um, kahunas to shut down their you know future spouse and say, hey, this is between him and her. This is between you know us. And you've got to just stand back and let let me handle the situation. I think I, I've seen I, that
2: drafted in some some um, divorce crease. I think I've seen that that there's there should be no third party involvement.
1: Mm-hmm. I think personally it doesn't matter. You know, you know, there's a lot of parents that just divorce like these just crazy like lunatics. Like in my case, like. Definitely, you know, narcissistic, you know, syndrome where the uh, exes like, you know, the attention, you know, they're paying a lawyer and, you know, they're getting everything that they want and they're pay- paying these high paid lawyers and look look at them, you know, it's, it, again, it's so many problems, you know, it, you could just get you know, your act could just be just unreasonable. Like, you know, in my case, five years of, you know, this nonsense and probably till the kids age out because he likes it, you know, he likes to be in this board system. He likes to be the winner, you know, because, you know, that's that's all he has left. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. I think sometimes parents are dealing with just totally just unreasonable, um, you well, know, parents, parents. who you can yeah, who used children as pawns mm-hmm. to hurt the other um, person and, you know, uses the court system to hurt that, you know, person, you know, my case and then Catherine's case, like, this is dragging on for four or five years. Now we have about the same timeline, like, give it up, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, they're so they're so worried about their own feelings and their their new spouse's feelings and you know how can I how can I win and how can I torture my ex and I'm going to do it through the court system and I'm going to do it by you know using the children as pawns you know and not allowing to to see um you know the kids their their other parent you know because uh, they're you know because they're crazy and so they make up these own narratives to tell themselves And, you know, tell everybody else, I'm sure this has happened to Catherine and everybody here on this podcast, the saying contacting all your other family members, telling them how crazy you are, you know, even though, you know, like it's projection. I mean, it's just, it's psychological, you know, one-on-one.
2: See, you would think that's the, and that's why anybody tuning in, you would think a judge can say like, you know what? Uh. This person is using the children as pawns or continuing to what other, what other as a, so, and it's sociopathic behavior. And that's what it is. It's narcissism, uh, covert narcissism, whatever you want to call it, it's sociopathic Mm -hmm. and it's still a control. It's like having, just keep on tying that noose around you. Listen, I've already, what else can I do to get back at this woman or, or this man? like I said, it's vice yeah. versa. It goes both ways. You know, mm-hmm. and that's what Definitely. you got to uh, say it the way it is. So um, what are the, ba- what way to take your children and use them against you or uh, alienate them or put use Stockholm syndrome? Um, and yes, judges need to be uh in a, a psych eval. absolutely it should be like a, a my job and, and a lot of other people's jobs mm-hmm. there are some people yeah. that uh, work we all have to take psychological uh of uh things every so often yes and to random to, to drug see.
0: tests
2: i get random drug testing all the time so here's another thing of legal abuse and i've heard it all the time so uh my ex called cps on bogus allegations of course like uh your uh, unattended child. I, I had my child unattended in a yard, but I was by with him. My child is six one and fifteen years old. Okay, so
0: <laughs> there's oh the joke God. right there.
2: Surveillance cameras. I have surveillance cameras everywhere, so I beat the I beat that. But long story short is that the false allegations is that I got thrown off. Uh, the false allegations. Anybody can throw false allegations. So. But the bottom line is is that you you have to fight them, and um, you would think a judge. Like I said, I get drug tested all the time, so I have babysitters that would because my ex would not want to take, watch the children. That's fine because that gives me more time with my children. Mm-hmm. When I'm working nonstop, at least I know my children are. I have nanny cams, everything else. I I have I run a tight ship. So for someone to say um, I I. I they told my children were like, hey, that smells like daddy's house. My, my babysitter's like, they were smoking marijuana in front. And this is before marijuana was legalized in New York. So this is six years ago. Okay. So I automatically went to the judge. I'm like, listen, I'm demanding a drug test on the spot. I, I, I get drug tested all the time. Do you know that he didn't show up? And this is part, and I've heard this from many other parents, the other parent does it, is fails to show up. Meanwhile, I get a drug test. This guy is prolonging the drug test for 30 days.
0: Sure. So of
2: course you're going to fail. Of course you're going to pass the drug test 30 days later. So it's that manipulation. And the judge is like, oh, we'll give him another chance. Uh, How many times do I hear a parent of, oh, you know what? He doesn't have this evidence or didn't go to drug rehab. We'll give him another chance to show up or, or show up to his drug test. So there's no accountability,
0: mm-hmm. period,
2: all across the board. There needs to be psych evals for, for these uh, magistrate and these judges every so often because A, either they're too old or B, they're not playing with the full deck. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the way the average person has to have drug testing and psych evals, absolutely. And by another party, not by what these court ordered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you see it. they're They're bought off. These these psychovalue uh people are, are bought off. Mm-hmm. There's a lady in Florida has evidence that the, her ex-husband paid the psychoval to say that she had uh not bipolar, split personalities. That's why whatever they want to ind-
1: make up that day.
2: <laughs> uh? <laughs> whatever they, whatever
1: the psych valves want to make up that day, period. You know, right? Like they're you, you sit with somebody for, you know, what, you know, 15 minutes. Oh, you have eight personality disorders. Yeah. Okay. You know, like right. it, it's whatever you get paid 10 grand to sit with a parent for 15 minutes and diagnose them with, you know, 15 different, whatever, you know, it's a, it's a joke, you know, and, in the fact that, you know, well, you know, they got paid
2: 10 grand to do exactly. that. So, and yeah. whose interested hey. and who's paying them. That's the question. It's that vicious circle that they're all in the same pond in the same uh, sandbox. It's the money. So you're not right. going to rule so. and say, "Yeah." It's
0: and it's all, it's better. all at the expense of the kids. Kids for cash. Yes. Kids for cash.
2: That's exactly what it is. And I feel and a lot
1: of the, most of these high profile cases, mm-hmm. including Catherine's, who've spent millions into the system millions. I know in my case, it's been hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, my ex has fed into the system. You can pay for houses and, you know, for every kid, you know, just just so you can win, you know, like that's, that's really, you know, messed up with a lot of different parents and some of these uh, high profile cases in New York. Yeah. Catherine's ex spent millions of dollars going after her because, you know, he's probably like, you know, Alan is uh, probably a lot like a lot of our exes and a lot of, you know, victims in the court system, just like a little, just like off, you know, and, and, and gets off on taking their ex spouse and to court and, and berating them. I mean, that's, that's a you know, and as some of it's coming to life for Alan, I mean, that's that's a testament to your character. You know, and not not the abuse. You know, not the victim of of this legal abuse because that's all they have anymore. You, you walked away from the situation. Finally, couldn't take any more of the situation. You walked away, and this is all that they have left of control over you.
2: So it's continuation you know. abuse. Mm-hmm. And the sad I, thing and, is. We're all being now. It's a continuation of abuse from our ex-spouse, and now legally yeah. through the courts, we're now. Yeah, and I and I think
1: and I think that really needs to be the message here. You know, like there's a couple comments from Alan's side, the ex-husband's side, saying, "Oh, well, you know, it was a toxic relationship." You know that that needs to be the the message. Alan spent millions of dollars going after Catherine and using legal abuse and, and no transparency, like this should be the message, you know, same thing with me and and with you, like it's nonstop, you know, uh, BS from your ex and these courts and these judges and, you know, like enough, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're going to drive people to suicide, Mm -hmm. you know, enough. Why, why with all this stuff, and and I think that should be an important message.
0: It's sad. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. not going No, Go I mean, even driving children to suicide.
2: and, yes. and
0: the uh, abuser doesn't care because they still got their point. And right.
2: that's what. I think that's the determining, the, the uh, that's the mission. The 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 light at the end of the tunnel is hoping that we will take our own liars. Uh, and God knows, listen, you know what? I will admit, uh, I'm not, you can't tell, I'm not going to lie and say that I haven't contemplated it. Absolutely. When I have been drug through in every way financially mentally and now you take my children and you know I'm a great mother you had no problem when when I had children and you were always like you're an awesome mom isn't that amazing and all of a sudden we're not we're not fit mothers we're abusive mothers or so yeah crazy crazy Mm -hmm. absolutely but uh uh, the bottom line is we cannot let this continue we whether it's we are all catherine's bottom line whether we are attorneys or not we have to educate ourselves there has to be a light at the end of the tunnel that we could just smother family court and these judges and new york has to change of holding these judges and having accountability that even if we take it to the supreme court or whatever uh uh the judicial committee, they're, they're going to not throw it out. And that's the problem. Someone filed five complaints, the judicial and supreme, knocked down for whether it's not verbatim or a certain verbiage, a legal verbiage that it wasn't in. Um, any excuse to give them to knock down your motion or anything, they will. And this yep. has to stop. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. We are not. It's not going to stop unless we we are boisterous. We keep on telling Catherine's story. We keep on telling our stories and other mothers
0: and fathers' stories. That's the only way. Mm -hmm. And educate our young people on personality disorders. You know, I'll I'll be line at Walmart or wherever, and it's you know young guy, like 18, I'll say, hey, you know, tap them on the shoulder. Do you know what a personality disorders? Hey, they may look at you like, I don't even know you. But you know what, if you start talking to them and explaining, I don't want this happening to you, because this happened to me. But this is what happened. And then, you know, then they're intrigued. And they want to know, you know, the red flags, we need to teach them the red flags and when to run.
2: True.
0: And, and I, I think, Right. Think... <laughs>
1: Um, I think it sometimes gets worse, too. Like, you know, in my situation, I think in Catherine's situation, the more money you get, the more power you get, you know, the worse you get, these kind of get worse with it with age. That's what I've seen in my, you know, own own divorce, married and together 15 years. And then the more money we got, the more power it got, the more abusive that he got. I don't think, Mm -hmm. you know, you could tell an 18 year old, you know, be careful of the signs, but a lot of this abuse doesn't. Start well into the marriage, and I think that's pretty common,
2: right? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. yeah. And my advice, in my experience, uh, P.S. I have some fathers or mothers like, "Why did you stay in so long?" But you know what? Uh, oh. Any any friend, so listen. I was naive. Um, I thought I could change someone. They had a horrible temper at the beginning when we were dating, destroying apartments, just bashing dashboards in the car going on Park Avenue at 90 miles an hour, holy smoke, that should have been a sign. You cannot, that was my toughest lesson as a woman and any human being should take. You cannot change people. And that is the hardest lesson I will have to live for the rest of my life, people, Mm -hmm. whether they're physically abusive, verbally, emotionally, financially abusive, it's never going to change. You cannot change people. Mm -hmm. And that is my advice to any young person or any woman or, or man. You cannot change people. Crazy is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm. Sorry. Well, I
1: definitely don't blame you, and I definitely don't blame a lot of um, mm-hmm. parents in this situation because some, a lot of times, like in my case, and I think it's much more common. Abuse just gets worse mm-hmm. the time. You know, you can. Well, and, and a lot of narcissists come off as, you know, love bombing, and you're, you know, you're the best, and it's all peaches and roses, and then, you know, then the abuse slowly comes in, and, you know, and I think that's the, just like, you know, um, Catherine's case, and,
0: and in my own
1: case, like, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't start off, you know, or or they manipulate you, you know, um, a lot of abusers like to manipulate you, manipulate your family, you know, the classic, classic stuff you know take away from your support system and um you know slowly ratchet that out you know and then you know you tolerate it till you tolerate it no more mm-hmm. and it's tough i don't blame parents for staying and i don't blame parents for leaving that's for sure because if somebody told me like oh if you divorce you know the this crazy person you're gonna take get your kids taken away from you and you're in your job and your home and oh. you're and your livelihood and your business and everything you work for for 15 years you know like you know i don't know like i don't i have a lot of friends in the kind of the same similar situation and i don't blame for leaving i don't blame for staying you know it,
2: it's a really tough situation to be in
1: mm-hmm.
2: it is but to think like you know what i, I and i thought about it wow if i would have stated my abusive marriage physically A, I mean, how much can you, your children see you getting like an idiot, you know, being pulled like an animal, like a cave woman by a shoulder, by your hair. But maybe I should have stayed because I would have dealt with less abuse for the last eight years, legally, financially. Isn't that, that's, you actually think about it, like maybe that physical pain and every other pain, abusive relationship would have been more, uh, less toxic and, uh, I wouldn't have to be drugged legally now, legally through this judicial system, mm-hmm. and that. Who would have thought that that abusive relationship looks like a party compared to being going through family court and Supreme Court? Seriously, mm-hmm. that that's pretty worked.
1: Yeah. Now, like in in my case, you know, uh, my children and in Catherine's case, too, like um, the I can I'm not even allow to speak to my children. My children are allowed to speak to their mother now. They have, you know, no, no mother now. So is that is that
2: worse? Was that better? You know, I don't know. And for so, a judge, any wrong? judge, and this is what judges are OK with. So mm-hmm. the mother that yep. gave birth to him nurtured them that has no violent history or any history, same thing. I'm yeah. not allowed to talk to my 10 year olds or a jur- judge is enforcing, I'm not into re- yeah. reunification camps but I'm definitely, my children have always been into therapeutic therapy from domestic violence agencies mm-hmm. talking about their feelings, absolutely. Um, but for a false accusation to be proven and I I got off not once, but twice. Mm-hmm. So. F you to my abuser, I was going to be, I'd be damned if I'll, I'll, you know, have these, not fight these uh, false bogus allegations. And that's the other thing. People, if you have any false allegations ever drafted on you, you fight it to the fullest extent of the law. You write your your, the head. I, I, I wrote letters to Albany. I had a court found innocent. Absolutely not once, but twice. So you fight these allegations. But for a judge in Long Island, Suffolk, Long Island to be like, Well, your kid doesn't have to talk to you. Really? If my kid doesn't want to go, my 10 year old doesn't want to go to school, then he doesn't have to, who drives the bus here, you know, to give Mm -hmm. authority to a child and to an abuser against their, a good parent. Mm -hmm. It's, it's unbelievable. You can't even make this stuff up Mm -hmm. and to think your, your child, what is, what is this doing to our children thinking, Hey, how's your, where's your mommy or where's your daddy? Oh, you can't talk to them or they're dead? Seriously. Mm-hmm. It is going to be beyond a, uh, detrimental in the future of what our children uh, mentally and physically are going to think it's okay and what status quo.
0: Right. It's yeah, and,
2: and,
1: personality personality personality. Correct me, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't Catherine not even allowed to see her children, you know, mm-hmm. um, on Mother's Day when
0: she had terminal yep. cancer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... Jeez. well you know i had an idiot judge who um fortunately died of pancreatitis so i wonder what drugs he was on when he was running my case right yeah. but he wrote in order that there were to be no contact via iphone landline ipad no holidays or mother's day no it's just yeah. grace so this is yeah. everywhere and, and to even do even animals. Yes, uh, to do this, even to animals. Someone, right, right. And to do this to someone with cancer, with a third round of cancer, what kind of animal treats the mother of his children like this? Yeah, right. You were, you suggest- know, it,
1: it should be accountable for this law firm and, you know, this the judges and the attorney for the child and these forensic evaluations like. It's got to go just beyond because, you know, exes are crazy. So there's not a whole lot you can do there. So there has to be some sort of uh, some accountability in New York state for this not to happen again
2: to, you know, we are Catherine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's the thing. I think we all need to to put our heads together and especially New York and, uh, you know, other states have have theirs. But right now, uh, I think we need all focus on New York because there is a huge, huge problem as we all, from McGinty to to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't care what county. So we need to all band together, get together. And, and because this cannot, how many other lives? Who's the next person? You, me, mm-hmm. um, what is it going to take to actually have change and justice and really put justice? What's going on? It's been going on
1: in New York for a long time. Catherine's not the first and she's not the last, last you know, last. There's a lot of suicides that, you know, are just, you know, done more quietly, you know, and Catherine left this place, uh, better, you know, than, than when she was, was in it by exposing, you know, and trying to expose some of this, you know, gross judicial abuse and legal abuse by law firms and, um judges and forensic evaluators and you know the system
2: is broken and that's what people don't understand alicia that's what the average person that is still in a marriage and still you know in that family uh they don't understand what they're going to be in the, the battle of their life you know yep. especially here in new york that there is no justice that there there is bias there's complete double standard going on and if you happen to have your ex-husband ex-hus- uh, or wife is uh, a deputy or a police officer or a lawyer or something they're going there's going to be even more corruption and i uh, and it's spreading i
1: believe it's getting worse being in this system for five years i believe it's getting worse and it's it's a federal court's
2: not stepping in as well no. And they're going to toss it back to to like, you know what? This is, it belongs in family court. This isn't federal. That's what goes on. That's what happened
1: to me. And and I believe it's getting worse in the country. Um, uh, I mean, I'm biased to New York state because that's where I'm at and been abused. Um, But, but it's all over the country because the federal courts are not stepping in. Mm -hmm. Nobody is doing anything about it, and of course, the you know legislator is going to protect the judicial system. You know, like in a, so it's just it's it's a systematic you know big problem. And um, I'm glad at least Catherine's shining the light, um, you know, from heaven on this on this problem.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a big problem that affects millions of people across the country. You know, with billions of dollars here in New York State that run through this system, it,
0: it's 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 a big problem. I'm glad we had this discussion. I'm so glad we talked about this, and I'd like to have you you both on again. Um, and you know, it just uh, our prayers are with Catherine's family and especially her daughters. Cheers. Yeah. I pray
2: that you know this is. We've seen and heard his. Oh. That's not even a man that screams like a woman. You, mm. I, I can't even use that language, but it starts with the P and ends with the Y. Be a man, and and that's the example. These poor girls are going to have as a father or or parent, mm. a, an abusive, verbally abusive, and physically abusive person. Uh, You know, this is what the courts and the uh, blood is on their hands, all of their hands, Mm -hmm. each one that had anything to do uh, with Catherine. Blood is on their hands Mm -hmm. and those poor children. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, um, how can people reach you, Tracy, if they have any questions? I am on TikTok.
2: Um, I am under Falcon. Falcon. Uh, message me, please, and if I can, uh, I like to put uh, other mothers and fathers in contact with each other in different states. Like I said, I'm not a lawyer; I am learning the law. Um, I did put a jackass through, through law school; doesn't make me a lawyer, though. But um, uh, they can talk. You have my number; they can contact you. Um, absolutely. So if I can and source you to anyone, uh, absolutely, and put you in contact with people in California, I do that often. I do contact. Uh, and that's what we're here for. We're to empower each other. Or you have uh, certain motions that you think that it, that are available for, that'll work for another parent. Absolutely. That's it's it's all transparency and it's about unity. Uh, mm-hmm. So you you have my contact number and I'm also on uh, under Falcon.
0: Thank you, and Alicia. I know I've had you. on. I'm, a- <laughs> I'm
2: Alicia Clark
1: on Facebook. That's A L I. S-H-A-C-L-A-R-K. Um, I have a little bit of a TikTok and um, Instagram, but I'm mostly, I'm most likely on, active on Facebook, but I am getting ready to do uh, more publications and, uh, about the corruption of New York State, including a website. So it'll be out, Excellent. it'll be out real soon. Excellent. Yeah. So hopefully I can get some sort of resources as well so this doesn't happen again.
0: And Thank New you. York State. So- oh thank you, um, thank, you. Yeah, thank you don't jump off slam the gavels of podcasts help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms I'm your host Marianne Petrie, author of dismantling family court corruption why taking the kids was not enough and cry out for justice poems of truth please join us again here with Alicia and Tracy in the future and other exciting guests hashtag every parents battle every day thank you so much Thank you.
2: Thanks, ladies.